Coming up in Touchdown at 10, later on this hour, we're going to talk about Andy Reid and his success, and maybe we underrate how good he's been. Plus, a great tweet from Ed Werder that I want to bring up to your attention involving one of the Super Bowl competitors as well. I think it's a very, very good tweet. We'll evaluate that as well. Plus, the keys to both teams and their offense uh, in this game are the offensive lines and how that compares to the struggles Washington had this year. Finishing up their last segment here on the Wizards because you've dictated it that way with your calls and your comments on it as well. Team looking for a seventh consecutive win tomorrow night in Detroit. You'll hear it on the team 980. Let's go to line five. Our man Ron's in Fort Washington. That's where I'll be tonight at 715. What's up, Ron? Hey, good morning. What's up? Look, I just wanted to, uh, to chime in on the Wizards. I've, I've, been, uh, I've been watching them since the beginning. and one, one good thing that I see in the coach is that he's he's playing a lot more people off the bench. You know, yes, last night they played 10, 10 guys. The, a couple of games ago he played 12. Um, I think they made a good choice in getting, you know, trading Hachimura. Two impact players, Kendrick Nunn, he, he's awesome, man. He reminds me of Mookie Blaylock with that, the bounce in his ball and his step and the way he moves around on the court. He's got a good three-point shot. Of the ones that he missed, they hit the rim. <laughs> they hit the rim. And that was awesome. So you know he's got game. So I, I predict the Wizards will probably get to fourth or fifth by the end of the season. And the coach and the team are developing what I would call good chemistry. Uh, Avia is – he's nothing like he was a couple of years ago. Last year he improved. This year – He's, he's all that. And I want to say about Kuzma, I hope we don't lose him. He is an all-star. He's a little eccentric, I think, at times but with his game. Uh, but he's an all-star. If he cuts down on the turnovers, he'll definitely be uh, a super all-star. And lastly, I want to say, after we win Lucky 7, hopefully tomorrow night, uh, the next three are going to be kind of tough against the Trailblazers, the Nets, and the Cavaliers. I think we can beat the Cavaliers. The Nets, I'm not sure. Is KD back yet? No. Because uh, we No. Oh, okay, then we got a chance to beat the Nets then. Uh, and we've beat the Trailblazers before. They beat us out there, I think. Is this the, isn't this the second time we played them? Didn't we play believe, them on a West Coast I, trip? I believe so, but I'd have to double-check that. Yeah, but if they, if they get over 500, I don't see – I think that they can be just about anybody on their schedule, anybody, including the Bucks. And I know that guy, uh, Giannis, he's all that, but I just see so much talent now. This is the best talented team that we've had in a long time. And I hope Wes is successful. He seems to be learning his players. That's a good thing for uh, a coach. When you start to know yeah. your players and what they can do, because uh, Rui couldn't, he couldn't get it done. Yeah. By the way, FYI, they've they've still got to go to Portland. That's on Valentine's Day night, uh, and yeah. back to back with Golden State, which comes the na- night before. So that's going to be, um, you know, we talk about finding out how good this team is, and you know the the the, the five game streak at the end of December into January. Now the six game streak, and so on and so forth. Again, we'll find out the next couple of games, and I forgot about Brooklyn and KD. You know, so that's going to help, uh, but still not easy. 
and then Cleveland, but then also you go to Golden State, you go to Portland back-to-back nights. Again, nobody would expect you to win both of those games, but maybe, you know, if you can win one of two, everybody will breathe a little bit easier. Well, we're in the East at least, so we got a shot. <laughs> exactly. Ron, appreciate Thanks, you, man. Yeah, you think about that too, by the way, uh, and I know Katie's out, but have you ever tried to guard Kyrie Irving? I mean, I'm just saying. I know you get down in your defensive stance, Russell. Mm-hmm. I know you're ready to slide your feet. I sink my hips. You sink your hips. Have you? But have you tried to guard Kyrie Irving one-on-one? My hips don't lie, baby. Uh, that's exactly right. Your hips would have a hard time with Mr. Irving in a – My uh, hips have a hard time just getting up from this chair. <laughs> Never mind guarding Kyrie Irving. <laughs> how, how great would that be, Matt? Let, we need to get Russell out to the net shoot-around when they come to Washington <laughs> just so we can see Russell getting a one-on-one stance against Kyrie. Kyrie, take I mean, him off the dribble, Kyrie. I mean, I mean, you should see me walking up the stairs at the gym. <laughs> I'm like I'm like 88 years old. Like, oh, 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 God. Oh, God. Please go away. Let me take an elevator. <laughs> Let's go to Little in D.C. What's up, Little? Hey, Pete, Daddy Ice, Chris. Thank you for What's taking up, my call. Little? Hey, How look, are you? man. Oh, man, I got a little something for you, Chris, before I get off the oh, line. okay. Um, Denny Arvin, point forward, man. Point forward. He just needed to get that monkey off his off his shoulder, Pete, because he was just always looking over his shoulder. Yep. Point forward, man. Look, moving forward, I think we're going to do some things, man, because I, I like how we handle the Knicks in our division. I'm waiting to see Boston and see how we play against them. One other thing, Pete, I was talking to you last week about this kid. The kid I was talking about, he went to Blair. Yeah, so Brian Brian, Brian Maggot, yeah. All right, yeah, he broke all Larry Bird's high school records, man. All the records Larry Bird had, the three-point shooting when they initiated in the high school, he broke all his records. That's why we, we thought he was going to be the next Bird. But the, 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 the kid can shoot the rock. One other thing, Chris, I'm going to run this bike because I heard you talking about them sodas. Man, get you some Perrier water and mix the flavor packs with the Perrier. I'm going to tell you why. This Korean guy told me many years ago about period have an enzyme in it. It has enzymes in it that tightens up your um, belly fat. Uh-huh. So I've been drinking period. Yeah, I've been drinking period water for the last, for the last 10, 15 years. Huh. Well, me I, I mean, that, I was, I was that's like, probably too high class for me, though. I'm, you no, know, no. You, hey, man, look, I mean, Perrier is like $3 a bottle, ain't it? No, get your six-pack, um, 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 Chris, and did. Take you one bottle of pure, and man, mix you a flavor pack in there. Whatever okay. you like, lemon, lemon flavor. Yeah, I got plenty tea. of flavor packs. Man, look, that's that's not a problem. That one, that one bottle lasts you all day, man. Well, you ain't gonna I, be running getting no sodas or nothing. Look, me on I, I don't think hey, you're little. You, little. you don't drink like uh, me. I I mean, if you're if I'm you drink a if you I'm drink a little, I drink a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to help him out, Pete. I know you are. Look, one other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look. Last time I was at Rose Club, I'm gonna let you go because I know you got some live callers. It was snowing, so I'm thinking about going. Uh, you know, coming up on Thursday, I'm thinking about going, and it might snow. <laughs> Let's hope so. Hey, Need some. God bless y'all. Stay up, man. Thanks, little. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I'll be All there right. tonight and Thursday, seven fifteen. As I sit across from Russell right now, he has a twenty-two ounce cup of coffee. He has a cup of noodles, or is that a cup nope. of noodles? Nope. It's what, uh, what cottage cheese. Oh, gross. What do you mean gross? Cottage cheese is oh, gross. Oh, cottage cheese is great. I got some uh, no sugar added and Splenda pineapple w- chunks that Russell, I'm going to mix in there. Russell Breakfast, has baby. a 64-ounce bottle 
of V8 Splash Diet Tropical Blend, which I started last night. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to f- gladly finish off before the show. And then I wonder why I pee every hour on the hour. I'm just saying, Russell. I'm like the legal Russell ID literally. that plays at the top of the hour. <laughs> you know, like like WTEM 1067 HD2, an Odyssey station, and Russell's going to pee. Why do you think I, I mean, I'm up half the night? Because I drink like a fish. I'm trying to, I, you know, basically what it is. I'm trying to replace liquid and whatever, you know, and and just eat less. Yeah, you know, I mean, in uh, that's theory, what I'm tra- I mean, I mean, cal- in theory, calorie it works. reduction in the type of calories you take is a right. Uh, I'm not saying it works great. It's not working great. It's not working good enough. By the you, way, but you you work out though. You go to the gym, so I, you got to yeah. try to you got to try to stay hydrated. It's been a struggle the last month, though. I got I, I got I got to say. I mean, you know, with everything going on in life, and there's just yeah. too much going on in life. It's been a struggle. By the way, did you see the good news? Um, CK sent us an email that says you're rich. You're signed for ten uh, more years. I have not gotten that email. Oh, you you I got a different email. <laughs> that's pretty funny um Um, no here's the good news snoop snoop oh he got uh selected for the pro bowl absolutely how the hell is that i mean are there that that few afc quarterbacks i mean are you serious he replaced well he's an injury replacement for josh allen who's uh, injured from getting sacked so many times. I understand I that, and but from still, the, ball over the so fact much. that the backup quarterback for the Ravens goes to the Pro Bowl over, I mean, man, well, Derek Carr left his team, so <laughs> yeah. I guess Derek wouldn't be uh, eligible. Russell I mean, Wilson wasn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, um, who else? I mean, Tua can't. Tua, who's the leading Tua's go-getter. concussed, he can't so play. he can't go. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't qualify. He wasn't good. Well, Mac Jones is better. Mac Jones is better than Tyler Huntley. Before we even get to, do you have any? Kenny Pickett was better than Tyler Huntley. Do you have any interest in this flag football game and all the stupid events that they're doing? I mean, they could trot out Eli Archie. uh, I do admire. uh, You know, uh, 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 Eli Archie, Peyton Cooper, and uh, and Olivia. Olivia, yeah. Uh, I mean, they could trot out Arch. Arch, uh, you know who, who. Who's the kid at Texas? Is that Arch? Arch. Okay. They could trot out 600 Mannings, and I would literally not give a a living poop. I give the NFL a lot of credit for eating the Pro Bowl. The players didn't want to play it anymore. The players didn't want to play it anymore. It took a lot, I'm sure, for the league to eat the game uh, the way, you know, it had been played now for for the last couple of years. It but, was pretty apparent that the players were saying, "Look, we don't want to play anymore." Right? Okay, we play enough football during the course of the season. The last thing we want to do is go play a Pro Bowl game. But you could still get hurt, as crazy as it sounds, I in a Pro that. Bowl flag under, game. Right? I completely, flag game. completely understand that. Completely understand that. But we're not running full speed, crushing guys with full equipment. And well, we weren't doing that anyway. Were we in the Pro Bowl? I don't know. Ask Russ Mormon. I mean that was a long time ago. Uh, but uh, but I'm just saying that's what at one point the Pro Bowl yes. was still being played. You still Fair. have to tackle people. Fair. You still have to run. You still have to tackle people. You You're still right. have people falling on you on the ground. Mm-hmm. So we we're getting away from that. You're still trying to entertain the masses. Mm-hmm. So this, in my opinion, is as good an alternative 
as you could hope for. We're going to see some skills competitions. We're going to see some fun things. And again, as long as they're not having to block and tackle each other and play a full game, uh, I'm fine with that because the players were speaking loudly. And many times, as you know, when players speak, they're not always heard. They've clearly been heard in this respect right now by not having to play full contact Pro Bowl football uh, anymore here. So, <laughs> Matt, you're a jerk. <laughs> no, you're the one that's usually the jerk. No. <laughs> I tell you all the time, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Matt takes a picture of me from side view, which is not a exactly good view. It says, can never have enough food <laughs> and he's got my pineapple chunks, my, my cheese, my coffee, my gallon of juice, and then, and then the caution attack rooster side is in the background. I mean, it's just, I mean if, if it's not me in it, a nutshell. He's not going to get dehydrated during the show, though co- drinking coffee does dehydrate yeah. because well, of the this caffeine. is already my second cup. I had a oh, I had a cup dude. of like a medium cup of Dunkin' Midnight at first this morning, and then I bought this as you, well. You definitely need to get Little's Perrier and get some water in you, Hoss. You're gonna... I, I mean, I drink a lot of water. I, I well, let, let me just say this: I drink water when I don't have other options, mm-hmm. and I I mean, this is water based. This is I I mean, like splash diet. That's fine. That's a good beverage. That's a fine beverage for you. Coffee is mostly water, isn't it? Yeah, but it's got caffeine, which just sucks the life out. Uh, Ironically, it gives you the jolt, but then it just sucks life out of you with the dehydration. Let me tell you something. If you ever saw me at 2.30 in the afternoon, you'd you'd say, dude, you need more caffeine. I'm like, (gasps) like ready to like just... I'd love to see the animated, the animated version of what you just did. <laughs> ah! I mean, I'm telling you, man, I'm destroyed. Like I, you like getting up early. I don't like getting. I swear up to early. God, I wish we had a visual element for this show. You know, well, I mean, I, I get up, I, I get up even earlier now at the suggestion of others uh, to get my daughter's lunch made so I can get her off to school uh, and everything. So. Um, I have no problem getting up early. Mm. You know, for you got to remember, for years I was doing it I with know. the junkies, and I was here at five a.m. Yeah, so getting up at at three thirty four in the morning. You know, after getting back from, got to admit, getting up at seven o'clock is a lot better getting, than getting up at three forty five. Cornell at one thirty in the morning and be here at at four a.m. Tomorrow night, instead I'll be of get, taking a day off. Tomorrow night, I'll be getting back from Lafayette about one a.m. and I'll be here bright and early, ready to do a great show with you. Coming up tomorrow, coming up touchdown at ten. Andy Reid, do we underrate his success in terms of the overall coaching pantheon and the Commanders coach this weekend? Senior Bowl's going on. Coach centric mm. approach. Hi, he's not going to be in Mobile. He'll be somewhere else. We'll talk about that as well. Touchdown at 10 begins next right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. Yes. 10-5. Touchdown. It's touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. Andy Reid is going back to the Super Bowl. 
And he is one of few that have coached more than 10 years or more in two different cities and has had terrific success in multiple sports. You know, Bruce Bochy, a guy that has done it. Dusty Baker, a guy that has done it. It's hard to do, A, because being with two different franchises with success is rare because more than likely you stay with one franchise uh, for that long a period of time. But a guy that's been able to do it in two different places as Russell literally drinks cottage cheese from the cup. No, that is impressive. It's pineapple juice that I dumped into the cottage okay. cheese. That makes listen, more sense. You brother, scared me for a minute there. Uh, listen, I mean, <laughs> that was, look. That, I, that this, was life-altering watching I, that for a minute. I, I just say this all the time. It takes a lot to fuel this Temple of Doom. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you've got your well, cute little Ziploc bag of pop tarts well, over no, there. Well, I brought no. By what the happened, way, Hoppy Hoff is not going to be happy that you're dropping crumbs all over his. Uh, I'm not dropping his crumbs digital anywhere. Display. Uh, there's crumbs all over the place. Those are not for me. My pop tarts are still in the thing. Oh. And Grant Paulson and Danny were talking about tagalongs yesterday. Uh-huh. So, as my daughter is a Girl Scout cookie salesperson, I. I put some in a plastic bag for Grant so he can sample them because he'd never had tagalongs. He said they sounded delicious. He's like me. Those he's are a the thin chocolate peanut butter ones, yeah, right? That's yeah, what these are. And that's what I. So I didn't know. All right. So I've got to buy some some Girl Scout cookies because I agreed. You know, Jeff Walker, who works on both stations, but primarily across the hall. Spends a lot of time in Matt's studio. He does. Though. He's never where he's supposed to be. He likes Matt. I mean, I like Matt, too. I don't go into a studio every segment. It's okay. Uh, but anyway, Jeff hoodwinked me into buying some Girl Scout cookies for a daughter of a <clears throat> friend, friend yeah. yesterday. So I said, I don't know. I, you know, like, I, I don't know anything about Girl Scout cookies. I, I said, get me the, the chocolate peanut butter ones. Yeah, I didn't even know what tag-along. they were named. Tagalongs. Tagalongs. Because, as you know, your boy. Not a Thin Mint kind of guy. See, I'm a you Thin Mint guy all the way. You and Grant are absolutely nuts. Thin Mints? Pfft, no somebody, thanks. Somebody that should have eaten Thin Mints many years ago was Andy Reid. Um, <laughs> no. He probably no. ate too many Chips Ahoy's and <laughs> Oreos like me. He he loves cheeseburgers, and if he's eating a lot of Thin Mints, that's a that that's not exactly and, and a way to— And with that good mustache, he's no. probably, he probably gets some cheeseburger juice, ketchup yeah. in that mustache somewhere along some the way. Some cottage cheese juice. But when he wipes that away from his face, you he's see you coach. have you have a damn good NFL coach. Yeah. And having success in two different cities the way he has— Now, granted, their— Lack of their lack of Super Bowl success in Philadelphia. Would you mm-hmm. pin that more on him or more on Donovan? Well, you, you we've worked together almost every day for the last two years, right? We're mm-hmm. uh, we're approaching our two year anniversary, assuming that we make it to to that point. We're almost there. One we're more week. There. One more week. If the key cards keep working, mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll we'll make it. Who do you think I blame more? Andy Reid, the coach, or Donovan McNabb and the players? Donovan McNabb and the players. I mean, not even a question in my mind. Yet all the Philadelphia dum-dums out there thought Andy Reid was an, a village idiot because he couldn't – he could get you to the conference championship game, but Andy Reid was not good enough for us. Now, now listen, they blew out Andy Reid after a couple of bad years – 
and they hired Doug Peterson, his protege, and they won a Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. now they're going back to another Super Bowl, ironically, against Andy Reid and his team. I understand that at some point the shelf life runs out. Like, I'm starting to wonder, has Bill Belichick lost the Midas touch? I, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder that. I think we're all starting to wonder that. I think the answer to that question is coming if they don't reclaim some sort of offensive competence with Bill O'Brien coming back as the OC, then I think maybe you could, in terms of the Belichick method anyway, with the way they draft, mm-hmm. sometimes they tend to draft some no-names over mm-hmm. the bigger names, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you could start to question their methodology if the offense doesn't turn around under Bill O'Brien. Because I think last year, we, we have to admit, what Coach did last year with Patricia and Judge combining it didn't work it did not work and and whether that's mac jones or injuries or combination of both i think both i think both are there to blame because even when there were throws to be made to open people mac jones missed some stuff yeah yeah so and remember they've lost some key free uh some key free agent offensive line cogs mm -hmm. in the last 100 years joe tooney left for a big deal in kansas city with andy reed and shaq mason left to go to tampa so i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that I think Bill O'Brien can help answer with them offensively and maybe some of the methodology going there. But Andy Reid, that offense has never, ever been the question with Andy Reid. And I say even regardless of personnel, because look at the execution. Yes, having Mahomes helps considerably. Look at the concepts, though, that paid off for them in this game against another elite club on Sunday to get them to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I love the throwback with Mahomes rolling right, despite the bad wheel, back across the field with a throwback to the opposite hash mark with Valdez Scantling. It's a, it's an awesome concept. And then late in the game with his wide receiver room ravaged, okay, he's got Kemp coming across the middle. Uh, you know, on a crossing route that Mahomes drills him for a big one. Sky Moore, who a lot of people were very high on coming out of Western Michigan into this draft. Moore played a huge role, not only as a receiver, but on special teams uh, late in this contest. So, you know, Brett Veach has given him, you know, some sneaky good depth there, and their concepts worked late in the game with that depth being tested. To me, that's a testament to a head coach who teaches it and an offensive staff that teaches it in a way because, Chris, their fourth, their fifth, their sixth wide receiver options were able to come through and make big plays for them on the biggest stage on Sunday. And to me, that's a testament to how Andy teaches it to his staff and how his staff then relays that to his players. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you get – you know, Valdez Scantling to give you a buck 16 as the top guy. But then, as you mentioned, Pacheco, well, you know, and and we've talked with about Pacheco as a runner, and I know we asked Jay about him a, bit, a week and a half ago, but he gives you five catches for 59 yards. McKinnon, who you've mentioned a, a number of times. Sky Moore, who I was expecting a lot more of this year. Remember we had Mark, I think it was Mark Ross on, from NFL Network, mm-hmm. former Giants. Uh, yes. And he was like, Sky Moore's, uh, I, I think it was Mark Ross. Yeah, Mark you know, loved him. I, I was expecting more out of him, but but you're right. I mean, like, think about this. They let Tyreek Hill go. 
Juju Smith-Schuster only gave them one catch for seven yards. Kadarius Toney almost had that touchdown. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, it was taken away. Only gave them two catches. I'm sorry, one catch, two targets. Again, part of the reason they they got injured. Nicole Hartman, first game back since mid-November. They don't have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's been on. Now, I know he was in the Chateau Bow Wow before he got injured, but he had a high ankle sprain November 20th. Still isn't activated off of IR. Andy and Patrick Mahomes and Biennemi, I guess, have devised a system where Kelsey is clearly the number one guy and he's going to get 8 to 12 targets a game, let's say. And he's not the fastest guy. He's not the biggest guy. But he's all, he always finds a spot, uh, a hole in the, in, in the scheme, uh, in the zone, what have you. He and Patrick Mahomes have exquisite communication. They work with each other. They know where each other is going to be, thousands and thousands of reps and practice and whatever. And then all of the scheme stuff that Andy brought with him from Philadelphia, screens, flat routes, all that, wheel routes, and then he sprinkled in eye candy, jet motion, shovel toss pitches, and they still have the ability to stretch the field because they said, okay, we can't pay Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and an offensive line, Tooney, and uh, Chris Jones, and we can't pay. So we have to make some decisions. We have to make some tough decisions. And so they go out and they replace Tyreek Hill with basically a smorgasbord of options. And now all of a sudden, while you don't have Tyreek Hill, you know who's not playing in the playoffs right now? Tyreek Hill. And that's not an insult to him, but that's one guy. And you went out and got Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, drafted Pacheco, and Valdez Scantling. Because McKinnon was there last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went out and got one, two, three, four, five guys. And this is, I mean, Justin Watson is a guy that I've, I I kind of like whenever I've seen him. And he wasn't Remember, even. He had, the, he had a nice game against the Commanders in preseason. Absolutely. And, and the big catch against the Chargers yeah. in week two that helped. So, But they went out and got five guys, Pete, that replaced or offset Tyreek Hill. Five. Mm-hmm. Through the draft and free agency or whatever mechanism. Think about that. The commanders lose Brandon Sheriff, who correctly they did not give a long-term deal to, in my opinion. And I've said that all along. That's not like revisionist history, what have you. You know who they went out and got? A guy who was literally hurt on day one of training camp and could hardly get in the lineup outside of like four games this year. They went out and got a 30-year-old guard because he because Ron knew him and because Matt Scow knew him and because he had been a five-time Pro Bowler, but they ignored the fact that the Chargers gave up on him after one year and that the Steelers gave up on him after one year. The Kansas City didn't go out and get like a Hall of Famer to replace Tyreek Hill. They went out and got four or five guys that could just kind of nickel, dime, and the ironic penny, thing, whatever. Yeah, I mean, ironically, too, I mean, the Kemp kid that made the catch... He'd been in the league for a couple of years. He'd been on their practice squad multiple times, had a brief stint in Miami, I think, too. 
So that's a journeyman of sorts that was able to come in, make a key play for them. And, you know, ironically, when Philadelphia moved on from Andy Reid, Chris, it, it was the right move because they had gone from 8-8 eight and eight to 4-12, and 12, mm-hmm. and it was, it was time. It had probably run its yeah. course there. Now, that's not to say he couldn't have gotten a reboot and a rebirth because Howie was the general manager. Andy, though, had the autonomy. Andy had, mm-hmm. you know, final say at that yeah. time. And ironically, on that staff, they had Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. David Culley, mm-hmm. Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. They were all on that staff in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So they had, you know, they had some people on that staff uh, as well. But it was time. And ironically, in 24 years as a head coach, he's only missed the playoffs six times. In Kansas City, he's been nine and seven or better every year but one. Or he's been nine and seven or better every year. The only year he missed the playoffs in Kansas City was when they went nine and seven. Yeah. He's won double digit games. Every other year, he's fifth all since time in there. terms of wins. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, all the like we we talk about the Shanahan's, right? Mm-hmm. The coaches. Juan that came Castillo, out of, by the Juan way, Castillo. Juan Castillo was a assistant. I think him and Bowles were the co defensive coordinators uh, for Andy toward the tail end there in Philadelphia, right? Because Castillo has bounced back. Well, well, yes, in 2012, Andy's last year mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, and I remember, I mean. Like, my goodness. Do you know who the uh, quarterback was? In 2012? Mm-hmm. I was at, I was at both of the games that the, the backup, Redskins the, played. The backup was Nick Foles, the starter. Uh, he lit up Washington on Monday Night Football. Well, it wasn't Michael Vick in 2012. Michael Vick. It was? Yes, for 10 games. It was Vick in 2012? Michael Vick. Because they were wretched in 2012. They were bad, yeah. They I won mean, four they, games. They were 4-12. I mean, like 29, the, the 29th, Sunday, they were like in the, the last couple, they were like 29th, 30th in points yeah. and everything. Yeah. The Sunday before Thanksgiving in 2012, the command, the Redskins mm-hmm. were three and six out of the bye, and they smoked. Yeah, and that was the game. Green and the Eagles. That was the game that kind of, yeah. you know, they got things smoked. going in a positive I remember, direction. I, don't re- I remember Vic in 2013. I don't remember Vic playing. In that game, maybe because then Washington went to Philly late in that year. I think be, right before the Dallas division clincher, the week before, like right around Christmas, and won a tight game there. Uh, that was not easy. Hold on, I'm pulling that it was, up. That was a uh, yes. They won. They won. Uh, they won two days before Christmas, twenty-seven twenty against Philadelphia. Okay. That I remember that one being a, you know a significant struggle, and that was Roberts. That was Robert's first game back after the knee injury against Baltimore and then having to miss the Cleveland game, which Kirk started, and they rolled over Cleveland, went to Philadelphia. Robert came back and, again, was limited, uh, but they played well enough to just, you know, again, so they, get away with that and, win. Right, and my point there was – And that was Andy's last season it, it's in Philly, always right? The, it's always the – moving on from a guy that's won a lot of football games for you is, is a hard thing for an owner, for a general manager – and that's the toughest part is Andy had won so many games there in Philadelphia. Um, and But the reputation of not being able to cash in in the biggest games mm-hmm. w- was clearly something that, again, probably kept Andy from joining that elite echelon mm-hmm. of coaches. I mean, they obviously went to the Super Bowl uh, in 04. And if that... I- that type of success eluded them, though, no matter how good. I mean, Andy, there was a four-year period where Andy won 12 or 13 games, I think, 
you know, three three straight years. Yeah. So that they were there. I mean, they were they were amongst the elite in the NFC, and they just could not win that last game to either get them to the Super Bowl. And the one time they got there, obviously, you know, that didn't work out because the quarterback's puking all over the place. So, well, yeah. I mean, I, and listen, Terrell Owens was great in that game on a on a bad wheel, mm-hmm. but he was a freaking pain in the ass to deal with. And now this, I is, mean, as great as he was, right. he was an absolute this pain is, in the ass to deal with. This is three Super Bowls now in four years in Kansas City, yeah. and let's not let let's not you know sugarcoat it. Having Patrick Mahomes in your midst, it helps helps. But they also traded up to get him. They targeted Patrick Mahomes as a guy that they felt. And they handled him properly. That I think first they year, went like twenty six to ten or something that, like that. that in first that year, Chris, yeah. Mahomes did not see the field until yeah. the very the end very of the season, week, yeah. and then the next year he took over. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the rest is now history mm-hmm. uh, in Kansas City. So give Andy Reid and them credit. They fought the urge to throw Mahomes in right away, which every team wants to do now. Every team gets a, a first round shiny new coat. We got to throw that guy out there. Let's mm-hmm. le- let's unleash him on the world. And then he goes three and. 14, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening here to our prized possession, our prized quarterback? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the tough part of where we are in the game. But Andy handled Patrick Mahomes incredibly well. Now you see they're seeing the fruits of, of that labor now, making a third third Super Bowl uh, in four years now. So and Andy Reid's won 64.1% of his games, right? Mm-hmm. He's won 247. Um, I guess this is just regular, you know, regular yeah. season wins, right? Two forty-seven. Yep. That's fifth all time. He's not going to probably be around long enough to catch Belichick, who right now is at two ninety-eight. I mean, I can't imagine that he's going to be able to close the gap on Belichick, right? So forget about that. He's probably going to, you know, finish um, fourth all time. Behind Shula, Hallis, Belichick, and ahead of Tom Landry, who is only a couple of wins short of 250 to 247. But just looking at this list, right, of all-time wins, all the guys that are behind Andy Reid right now are all done. You know, uh, done or unfortunately dead. You know, um, Marty, uh, Dan Reeves. Uh, Jeff Fisher's done. Nobody's given him a you know. Bill Parcells is long gone, uh, long done, not dead. Uh, Tom Coughlin's not coming back. Uh, Mike Shanahan's not coming back. All at one seventy, one seventy. Mike Tomlin at one sixty three is the only guy that's active currently. Along with, well, at Pete Carroll too at one sixty one that is on the board. There's no as good as Mike Tomlin is. As good as Pete Carroll is, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But as good as Mike Tomlin is, there's zero chance Mike Tomlin is closing the the gap between he and Andy Reid in terms of all-time wins. I mean, that's so because, Andy Reid's going to finish in Mike's the top gotta five. Have, Mike's got to have, what would you say Mike's at, 163? 163, yeah. I mean, Mike's going to have to, like. Andy's at 247. Yeah. I mean, Mike would have to win, like, 12 games right. a year for, like, 10 years. to After Andy retires. After Andy retires. Yeah, which is not going to happen, okay? Now, as good as, he, as good as he is. Now, again, Andy Reid's going to pass Tom Landry here unless he retires at the end of this year, which I don't think he's going to do. But he's going to pass Tom Landry. He's going to be fourth all time. He's never going to close the gap on Belichick. Or I, I just don't see that. So he's going to be fourth all time in terms of coaching wins when it's all said and done. And, oh, by the way, I'll just say this. People get pissed off about the enemy not getting a chance. 
Andy Reid was hired as a quarterback's coach with the Green Bay Packers as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. A lot of people, I remember, said, who? What? What are you doing? You're an idiot. That's racist. That's Bolton. And here he is 24 years later, and all he's done is won right now the fifth most amount of games. Again, you don't know what you think you know. I didn't know who Andy Reid was. I had no idea. He's turned out to be one of the top five coaches statistically, whether you like him or you don't like him. And I don't know how you don't like him. He's turned out to be one of the top five coaches in terms of wins, measured, undeniable fact. One of the top five coaches of all time, of all time, by wins. And the irony, too, by the way, uh, in, in the six years, in the last six years, the first one being with Alex Smith starting 15, Mahomes started that last game. Mahomes takes over as the quarterback. Since then, the, in yards, they've been 1-6-1-3-1. and one. Is that good? Okay. The five years before that, Andy's offenses were 15-21-25-27th and 20th in yards. Mm-hmm. So you see what happens when quality of the quarterback upgrades uh, there and what it's been able to do. They've been number one three times in offensive yardage something they never achieved while Andy was in Philadelphia. Their best was three back in 2010. And in points, they've been in the top 10 16 times during Andy Reid's uh, tenure as well. So, you know, as we judge offenses and we look at the overall scheme of things, don't think for one minute, as good as that offensive mind is, Chris, it comes down to the man that's taking the snaps under center. 301-230-0980. Andy had the autonomy, the final say in Philadelphia. There's a guy here in Washington that has the final say as well. Senior Bowl's coming up this week. He'll be watching balls of another nature in the air this weekend. We'll tell you about that in a moment right here after Chris tells us what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Team 980. All right, it is over a 22-game losing streak for the Washington Wizards in San Antonio, dating all the way back to December 11th, 1999. Finally, the Wizards win in San Antonio on the Riverwalk last night, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey at 127-106. Danny Avdia, a career-high 25 points. He'll join us one hour from now. Uh, right around 11.45. So, Wizards fans, we talked about you all during the first hour plus. If you missed any of it, hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. And, again, stay tuned for Denny Avdia. Turbo Denny, as they're kind of calling him, with the career-high 25-point performance uh, about an hour from now. Meanwhile, Indiana visiting College Park in Maryland tonight, right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. From Xfinity Center, coverage begins at 8.30. Caps in Columbus down the dial, 106.7. Uh, in, uh, uh, and again, uh, Ohio against the Blue Jackets. No Tom Wilson expected yet a gun. And as we mentioned earlier this hour, Tyler Huntley going to the Pro Bowl. He replaces the injured Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. And that's what's trending. No shocker, close NFL game does great in the ratings. $53 million for CBS's AFC Championship game peaked 
late in the game with nearly 60 million people watching. So if you have a close NFL game, chances are there's going to be a lot of people watching it. That's just what happens at this time of the year. Do you have the numbers on the Fox NFC I do not have the Fox numbers as of yet, but I mean, I, I can't how, imagine. I wonder how different that was. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't imagine how good that would be since that game kind of got out of hand and, you know, looked more like the old Pro Bowl late where right, give, right. give Kyle Shanahan no credit at all. He should have he should have let Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel throw passes. Chuck it around. Come on, Kyle. But you know what, though? Kyle also might have been looking at it this way. We just need to get the game over without anybody yeah. else getting hurt. Yeah. So I do give him credit for that. He kept it fairly. He tried a couple things, but he kept it fairly simple just so the rest of his team could get out of that game without getting hurt. So, I mean, that because that, that definitely – uh, that definitely could have happened there. Just as a quick aside, you saw uh, that Purdy does have a torn oh, UCL, yeah. UCL which is months. the Tommy John thing, six yep. months. Now, that's an estimate, right? Mm-hmm. We have no idea if that's actual reality. Well, six months, just if you use six months, that takes you to the end of July, right? Which is right around when training camp starts. So here's my question to you real quickly. You have Trey Lance, who has been hurt for much of his... People forget how banged up he was, despite not playing a lot, in his rookie year. He was banged up a lot, and he wasn't available to them down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Then he was hurt almost all of last year. Almost all. Do you go into 2023, if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and... Fill in the gap veteran, whether it be Josh Johnson, they bring back Nate Sudfeld, whoever, Nick Mullins, Jim Mullins, Andrew Mullins, Landfill, whoever. Or, or do you try and convince Tom Brady to come back home and finish out his career? I think you make the phone call. That way you don't have to push Purdy hard in any kind of a rehab situation or anything like that because Mm -hmm. that's something that could drag even longer than that, uh, to be honest with you. If I'm Brock Purdy... And I and and I look if I'm if I'm Kyle and I can make that acquisition I make it, and then I tell Purdy have the dag on surgery, that way you come back healthy in twenty you know twenty four, and oh meaning basically yeah. plan on him being out yeah. for next year. If I'm Purdy, I'm so early with in my the six co- month timeline is with the surgery right or no? Uh, well, that's minimum, and that's right. if you just uh, to me that's if you just rehab it. And you can get back in there. If I'm Brock Purdy, oh. I have to look at my full potential career here. So wait, the six month is, I mean, obviously. Bryce Harper's going through the same thing. We're not going to see Bryce Harper until like. He's out know, until like mid-July, they yeah. said. That. Like the, and that's period. But he finally had the surgery. Yeah, if you don't have the surgery, you're taking a chance. Right. That everything kind of right. fuses back together. You rehab things. And. It all works out. Because we don't know if it's a partial tear, uh, a microscopic tear, a full tear. If I'm Brock Purdy, I showed my coach and my organization, hey, I'm worthy of playing this position. Mm -hmm. But if you go out and get a veteran like Tom Brady, I got no problem sitting behind that person rehabbing, knowing that in 2024 I'm probably ready to come back full strength and compete for a position. But that's not – I mean – when you just said San Francisco's to, I, playing for today, right? I, They're playing you, for you know right now. When you now. just said I'm not, I'm willing to sit behind that person. We're not talking about going out and getting you know again a career jabroni. 
you know, a, exactly. a, a Teddy Bridgewater. So if type. I'm Brock Purdy, I'm Brock Purdy. I'm under contract. I have the surgery. Mm-hmm. That way, my arm comes back fully healthy in 2024. Right. Because with Brady now, it's literally going to be year to year. Hell, it might yes. be game to game. Yeah. Uh, with, with you know, with his body and whether he gets hurt or not. So, I mean, if you it, it to me, there's nothing bad about Brock Purdy sitting behind him and rehabbing for a year and not playing while trying to get his arm back to full strength. Uh, I I agree, and and again, maybe I misinterpreted Schefter's report. I assume that was with the surgery, but maybe it's not. I don't Ultimate know. Ultimate question is, how does, does San Francisco want to remain inexpensive at that position? Yeah. Do they move Trey Lance to a quarterback-hungry club and get some form of compensation well, back remember, for him? Well, they haven't been that cheap at that position no, because what, of Jimmy Garoppolo's that's contract. Saying. That's why I'm saying Right now, they have a chance to be inexpensive and maybe lock oh, up some I, I of the you. other key, you know, long term guys. But you've already done a long term deal with Debo. You've done a long term deal with Trent. Um, you're going to start looking at Warner uh, and Greenlaw on the right. defensive you're right. side. You're right. Bosa. Well, let, let me ask you this real quick. How in the world, if you're Kyle and John Lynch, could you have any level of confidence? After what you just went through this year, and again, Trey Lance was hurt in his rookie year despite mm-hmm. not playing a lot. How in the world could you go through into next year with the thought that, oh, Trey Lance and maybe maybe not uh, Brock Purdy and, say, a fill-in-the-blank veteran, not Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think that's pretty safe to assume that Jimmy Garoppolo's not coming back again unless he's got no options and he's willing to sign for $2 million a year or whatever. Because unlike this past year, he was actually under contract. He's a free agent now. However, if they How can't do if, they, if they can't secure Brady, somebody like that in the offseason, if you're Kyle, do you, do you try to bring back a Garoppolo depending on what Brock Purdy's arm situation is? That's a possibility. Better to have something you know than something you don't. All right, that's a possibility. Great question. But let me throw just throw this at you. Who gets hurt more than Trey Lance and, and Brock Purdy? And, Great point. And, I mean, Jimmy G's hurt all the time. Unfortunately, Jimmy's would, become a porcelain doll, man. I, you keep putting I, the crazy glue pieces back together, and eventually it chips too much and you can't do it. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's sexy. He does good commercials. He is a good-looking Not a bad man. quarterback, right? Uh, he, he loves his Nona. Guess what? He loves the IR more than he yeah. loves his Nona. Ron Rivera, not going to be at the Senior Bowl this week. He's going to be doing something else. Where is he? uh, The details will come up next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.